Uh-oh. What's up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Um, Today is Sunday, and um, what's the today? It's the, it's the 13th. It's February 13th, so um, technically it's Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and um, I'm just naturally an introvert, so I got invited to a party or whatever and it's it's a family friend and she's like yeah you can come you can come and I'm trying to tell her I'm like yeah well I just don't like being around people but sometimes I do want to be around people but like by myself and she's like well you can come and you know you can go down in the basement and you know just hang by yourself or you can come upstairs with us it's really whatever like you know, if you want to come out, you can. And I just love her because I love people like that, that, like, accommodate, like, who I am without, like, making me feel bad for who I am. God's angels. Um, Yesterday, I went outside for, like, the first time. And I went to Dollar Tree. I had to get some things from Dollar Tree. And I picked up this paper. This last week's Sunday paper. Um... I really want to go outside and go get another paper <laughs> because the lady was like, you want last week's Sunday paper and how she said it. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> for one, like any Sunday paper is going to be like if it's the current or the last week, like it doesn't matter because like I'm not actually a person who reads the paper. But now, from what I'm about to do, I think I do want to start, you know, reading it and, like, just researching this and observing it. Because I have read this section before. I don't know. I don't know. Let me just go ahead. So, I'm reading the obituaries. (laughs) Y'all, I don't know. Okay? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what my obsession is with death. I don't know. But I'm telling you that I'm I'm happy to be alive. I just, you know, some days I just feel like it's this heavy weight of life and like having to life, like having to get up, having to get dressed, having to do normal things, having to go to work because I'm, I kid you not, I'm having super, super anxiety about going back to work. I'm like... Yeah, it's some days where I'm bored and I'm like, oh, I wish I had a job. But I'm telling you, more days than not, like 99% of the time, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I don't have to go to work. <laughs> but my money is running out and um, I got I got a life again and just get to it. But at the same time, I've just been real anxious about like, well, what type of job do I want to do? I don't want to repeat the last jobs and I don't want to keep sticking with the same general labor jobs because I'm going to wear and tear my body out and there is no like great job like it they all take something from you whether it's office work or manufacturing like whether it's your passion for healthcare for science like they're all taking your mental energy, your physical energy, to put that energy into something else that does not 
have nothing to do with you. <laughs> Unless you're an entrepreneur, like you are working, you know, and then if you're working for yourself, essentially, um, most times than not, it's it's customer based. And you have to try to keep up with people and what they want and people change their mind. <laughs> people don't know what they want. <laughs> you have to like force feed them into like you know, you should get this because I'm telling you, it'll save you from this. And it's like, well, this is the same product. What is your product offering me? And like, they want everything for nothing. And they're like, oh, but I don't want to pay this. Can you give me a discount? And I've been seeing like so many people talk about like the great resignation and quitting. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to start doing my passion. I want to start selling these stained glasses. And I'm like, okay, just imagine this. Just imagine like a mass of entrepreneurs and everybody's trying to sell each other stuff and everybody's trying to provide for their... That... How? (laughs) Because I personally am not interested in stained glasses, so you would never get my business. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't follow their passion because there is a tribe. There is, you know, consumer sometimes. But if you don't really have an audience, and most people don't, most people just like what they like, and they think and assume that, oh, if I just put all my heart and passion behind it, then somebody's going to have pity for me and support me. That's not always the case. Now, artists can get away with it, like people who paint and do those things, because that stuff is rare, you know, and is really like individual. Because somebody can make an artwork, and it may not be for everybody. But to somebody, you know, that could be their million-dollar purchase. So, it all depends. And with that, it's just, it's a high-risk job just trying to be an entrepreneur and an artist or a freelancer. Because you really have to put in, you're going to put in more work than the money you're getting in return. So, anyways, I'm in the obituary section. Um, because at the end of the day, I talk to a lot of people, right? And I try to encourage a lot of people about life. And I really, you know, I'm serious and authentic and, like, just do whatever you want to do. Like, right now, day to day, just do what you can to survive today. Because once you're dead, it really, like, none of it matters. And I just want to... This is my example (laughs) of, like, really showing you that the only thing that matters is when you're born and when you die. What you do in between, it doesn't matter. We hold so much weight and we hold so much pressure over our lives trying to, oh, well, they told me I got to work out five times a week. They told me I got to eat healthy. They told me I got to do this. And it's like, they, 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 who cares? Do what's best for you. Mind your business. I keep trying to tell y'all, mind your business. Because somebody's opinion of you, I mean, how far can it take you in life? Is it taking away from you? Is it adding anything to you? Because, like, you can't do nothing with it. You cannot cash it in at the bank, okay? You can't. And the whole thing is the world is going to happen. Life is going to happen to you. It's all about how you react. And if you just mindfully just slow down and live your life intentionally for you, things will get better. 
things are not always going to be all right. But until you die, it's not over. There's no rest to die because you're going to die anyways. <laughs> like, that's my whole MO. Like, that's my whole thing. So I was just really amazed at these obituaries. Um, I'm going to read these two and I'm going to say my findings of what I found from overall the obituaries because I read like two pages of them. <clears throat> this man, Thomas Tom Patrick McCuh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thomas was 80 years old. He passed away on February 2nd, 2022. Tom worked as a barber for 60 years. Since 1990, shop owner of Gentleman's Choice, right up until his death. He loved the social interaction and it kept him busy. He was always ready to stop over his children's home to provide a quick haircut for all his boys and visit with his family. I expect he will be shaking his head as he looks down on us from heaven, walking around with long hair since we never had anyone cut our um, cut our hair other than him. His days off, he stayed active and was always doing work around the house since mom always had a chore list for him. I love this part, okay? Like, I love his wife because you don't hear that often that men are doing things and you just... Okay, let me go ahead. <clears throat> let me go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, when he wasn't working around the house, he loved to go on long drives with his bride. I love this, too. And explore um, wherever the drive took them. He loved the state parks and always had a current sticker on his vehicle. Walking previously biking through the parks was one of his favorite pastimes exercises um since it was so peaceful time is survived by his wife of 57 years 58 in april diane um his daughter his son and his four grandsons he is also survived by ne- by nephews and nieces that he absolutely adored and their families. And Thomas proceeded by <clears throat> Thomas proceeded in death by his parents. And I'm trying to sleep over this, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> he leaves a huge hole in the hearts of his family and friends who were always entertained by his goofy sense of humor. He truly brought the life to the party. His family's happiness was always a priority. He was beloved by many people, a great husband, fantastic father slash grandfather, and a friend to many. May his memory be eternal. I think... I resonate and I loved his obituary out of all the other guys so much because that's like my life mission and goal is to live and die peacefully. I feel like this man lived. He did what he loved. He enjoyed. He was cutting hair up until he died. And like he took walks. Like it was in it's the simplicity for me. It's the simplicity because he's a barber. He was around his family. He spent quality time with his wife and they just drove around. 
I want to say, I don't know if I, I believe I did talk about it in one of the, pa- one of the podcasts. And I was just like, I actually got the opportunity to hang out with my cousins and we didn't go anywhere. We were just riding around and I was so happy. And it's so crazy. Like, it's the happiest I've ever been, like, when I was with them because we wasn't at a club. I didn't have to feel um, forced to drink and forced to dance or do anything that, you know, I didn't want to do. We were just riding around and crying. I was so happy. Okay, so here's another obituary that I wanted to read. Um, Sister Monica Marie Ruoff of Nazareth. Okay, February 3rd, 2022, she died, age 94, survived by several nieces and nephews, dear friends, and the congregation of St. Joseph Mass of Christian Burial will be live streamed on Monday. February 2nd, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's the link. Intermittent following at Gate of Heaven Cemetery, Nazareth. Memorial may be made to the sister of St. Joseph. That's what they wrote. I literally read all I could read. So... I'm just giving these two comparison. Who's comparing death, right? No, I'm just saying that you're not going to be in control of what happens after you die. You're only in control of your life right now. And your life will be wrapped up in whoever deems fit to say what it was. And if you don't treat people kind... If you don't have a circle of friends and family to look after your legacy, then it will be. Here's her name. This how she was. She died. All right. Here go the funeral. That's it. I feel like Tom, his life was filled with love. He shared love. He lived peacefully. And I feel like he died peacefully. And I feel like above all, like at minimum. Have minimum. It's like you don't have to strive to be something just because society said, oh, well, you need to reach this goal. And I need you to, in order to be like, none of this matters. It's a blessing that she lived to be 94 for sure. Um, But yeah, there were, okay, so upon my research, well, not research, but just reading the pages of the obituaries, most of the women were praised for, here's just one sentence, in addition to raising their children, um, she spent many years volunteering for the Michigan Cancer Foundation. Um, but no, a lot of the women were just like, oh, because one of the women, I wish I knew where it was, because it was like, she really loved taking care of the kids. And I'm not saying that they're not like homemakers, like women who love and like that was their dream, right? But most, most of these women were only like remembered for being a mother and a wife and like, oh, she's going to be missed for doing her duty. And I just feel like a lot of women lose themselves into 
cultivating a life solely for um the projection that you have to be a mother and a wife in order to be like a valued woman um there is this one lady who died and she was like a scientist she was like the first black woman to do something but I mean it's either you're gonna work or you're gonna raise these kids for women but like the men the men um, most of the obituaries talked about them being in the army talked about them um, where they worked and that's I guess that's just my biggest problem with, with life really it's like People really only highlight you because this Nancy value education. Like she acquired a bachelor's degree. She did all this. She was the vice president and chief of technology. No, I'm not taking away. I'm not hating. I'm proud of her accomplishments. And, you know, like I said, that's what people want to do. That's, that's great. Um, But I'm just saying, like, for the most part, some people ended up getting diseases later in life. And, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm just indifferent about it. Or I just don't put a lot of emphasis on it because I believe that these people were more than their jobs. And, you know, I love people who take care of their kids but I just feel like you know I don't know I don't even know what I feel at this point oh there was another thing I wanted to read from the paper now this caught my eye before I even got to the obituaries it's on the front page um it says restaurant serves up a path to serenity so it says it was early in the morning still dark outside Shannon Greyhouse was all alone and she had a lot on her mind. She picked up a sharp knife. There were the everyday things, like tasks to do, places to be, the stress of being small restaurant owner during a never-ending pandemic, and of course, her children. But as always, in the background was a past that followed like a shadow. There was the memory of her stepfather quietly sneaking into her bedroom at night when she was a little girl over and over and doing things to her. The memory of her exchange husband repeatedly breaking into her home to rape her. The memory of being homeless with three kids not long ago and the memory of what just happened to her little brother, which still makes her cry. She took the knife and began chopping a pile of potatoes, making big pieces into little manageable ones. Now, I'm not going to leave her extremely long uh, biography but I'm gonna sum it up and basically she's your everyday average person who a pe- people don't really have time to stop and look into everybody's life story right I told you I'm gonna tell you a million times we all have our sad story and you really don't know you know what somebody is hiding and what they're going through because of high functioning depression because of these things And basically, they summed it up like she turned into a workaholic to avoid the trauma and the pain of her past. 
And that's just one of the things people use to cope with not actually knowing how to deal with life and things. They pick up more jobs and like overextend themselves and like just work hard to avoid to avoid it. If they sit still, they will go crazy because they don't know what rest is and they don't know, you know, what peace is. They don't have peace. When you don't have peace, and you you become just highly irritable about everything and like you have no patience for small things like small small interactions in life like waiting in a long line at the grocery store would probably have you like split your wig and like go crazy because you're just like I just want to come in here and I just want to get the hell out but it's like there are no workers and they have it set up like this <laughs> on purpose so just chill but a lot of people can't. Um, but yeah, so she wasn't given an opportunity really to to heal. She didn't have a support system. Really, it's the money. If you don't have no money, you can't get far in this life. So she created a bunch of businesses to support her and, you know to help her live her life but the the greatest accomplishment she did was she started this restaurant and it's this home style cooking restaurant and after it began to get successful she started to give away dinners during it was a power outage she gave away some dinners during Thanksgiving, Christmas time, and she said that was the greatest thing for her to be able to provide back. And I don't know what they called it, but I remember them saying like a broke philanthropist, and basically like a a broke hero. And she was like, you know, if I had more, I would do more. And it's just crazy how the world is set up because um, one time I'm saying, no, it's poor people helping other poor people. The rich and the wealthy just like hoard their wealth and they're like, Well, you gotta you gotta figure it out and you're just gonna smoke it and drink it away anyway. And it's like and if they do, like so what? Like you could really be saving somebody's life. I mean, but they see it as you're enabling them and helping them kill themselves. It's all subjective and to every individual, but it's like many people are just wrapped up into like not helping people and not being a blessing to other people and just selfish in that aspect of, oh, well, nobody helped me and I'm not going to help anybody. And I don't know. I just feel like that life is just a long life of pain, of loneliness and bitterness because I truly feel like you have a great, uh, well-rounded life when you are able to share and serve others. I do. But that's just me. It's not for everybody. Like I said, we all have our own life path. And whether somebody writes six six pages or two paragraphs about you after you die or they write one sentence, you really want to live your life for you. You want to mind your business. You want to love others. You most definitely want to love yourself. And, of course, mind your business. Because at the end of the day, you can say it all matters or you can say none of this matters. 
but you know it is what it is day by day you know life life is precious life is great and it's not gonna it's not gonna begin like your whole life is not gonna be wrapped up in one day so that's why you take it one day at a time because the day you was born is not going to be the same as the day 20 years from now <laughs> from the day you was born you know what i'm saying so things are inevitably going to change for you it doesn't mean that you're going to grow i believe that maturity and wisdom is a choice and you have to choose to go outside of yourself and learn about yourself and learn to heal yourself you have to want it and you can't change others and you have to accept that um, me personally, I just need to take a deep breath because I'm just like, I, I hyper focus on self development so much so that it created this like negative bubble where I'm like always hard on myself because I feel like I'm not progressing and I'm not actually learning the things that I'm supposed to learn and like it's ridiculous ridiculous standards that I hold myself to and I'm just like every day like girl relax 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 okay because I don't even know like why you're doing the things you're doing like what are you trying to prove um I was driving the other day, and I don't know why, but I was thinking about just going shopping, right? Because I'm like, every time I get on social media, everybody has their clothes and shoes, and I'm like, oh, I need some new clothes. And I'm telling you the truth, that in my apartment, I have way too much stuff, and I have a hoarding problem. It's really hard for me to let go of the things that I have, and I know I don't need them. I I know I don't use them all, and I'm trying to work toward being a minimalist. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I want to fit in and I want to look cute sometimes. But I really just had to remind myself of my values and my standards. And at the end of the day, I don't get dressed for other people. I literally, you know, the clothes never made me. The clothes never made me. And then I never cared how I look. But I know at the same time, I'm trying to, like, boost my confidence And, like, actually, you know, look better. Because it's true. It is so true. When you look better, you feel better. And so I'm really trying to implement those self-care tips within me. But I'm also not trying to break the bank. Trying to, like, you know, keep up with current trends. But I don't know. We shall see. I'm just... Right now, I just got to get a job. (laughs) I just got to get a job. It really don't matter what job. I just want to be at peace. Um, I was talking to my friend, and I was telling her, like, that whole fake it till you make it thing, it just never worked for me. I mean, it'll work to a certain extent, but that's what failed at my last jobs was me not wanting to fake it one morning. And I really want to enact and implement being professionally positive 
which is is what it sounds like, right? Is when you get dressed for the job, you are professional and you are positive in the sense that you are happy to work at that job. You're not faking happy because that comes off inauthentic and the energy is never right. People can see it through it. But to be professionally positive is to enact positively during your job, doing your job. (laughs) It's not pretending. (laughs) It's actually building the skill to do your job positively. (laughs) I don't know if you get it, but I get it. And I hope you get it because I believe that it could help a lot of us by learning and instilling and actually valuing that over just pretending and faking it because that fake stuff, it just don't last. And I feel like it takes more energy. I swear to you. Because... My example is this, like, I know how to change my voice and pretend I'm bubbly and pretend I'm, like, happy-go-lucky. No. When when I say professional positive, I mean that I'm talking in my normal tone voice. (laughs) And I'm not being rude. I'm not being, you know, sarcastic. I'm being professionally positive. I'm being myself. <laughs> I'm not faking it. That's that's what I'm saying. Because that is something I can maintain for the duration of the job. Um, yeah. So that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, I feel like I said the ending ending credits already so i'll just say these the ones i haven't said let go and let god have a good day and a better tomorrow be yourself be patient be gentle be humble be loving peace